We're continuing our series, Heart's Desire. And, and the real thing that we're doing here is we're talking about these essentials of the faith that our hearts should desire for, that we should crave, that, that, we should, that we should be passionate about. And the whole tagline for this is what we seek, we will find. Meaning that these are things that we are not just gonna fall into. These are not parts of our faith that we just accidentally trip into. We're not just born with these. These are things we have to seek for. Now, some of us might be a little more gifted and it might come a little easier, but it's still stuff that has to be sought after. Last week, we talked about unity, and we're gonna continue this series talking about a very important topic. In fact, it's so important, we're actually gonna take two weeks to talk about it. Two weeks to talk about it. We're gonna be talking about wisdom today. Wisdom, and we're gonna break it into two parts over the next two weeks. First, we're gonna talk about why. Why do you need wisdom? Why is it important for us to grow in wisdom in our faith as followers of Christ? And then we're gonna talk about how. How do we gain wisdom? What are things that we can do to gain wisdom in our life? Is there anybody in here that just thinks I could use more wisdom? If you're not raising your hand, you should be. You know, we, we, we need to grow in wisdom. Well, this is something we should always be growing in, but there's, there's a rule that we need to think through when it comes to this word wisdom. Whenever somebody asks you the definition of a word, this is worth the price of admission right here. Whenever somebody asks you the definition of a word, like wisdom, you should respond with this statement, according to whom? According to whom? Because if you look at this word, especially wisdom, there's a lot of things that are wrapped up as wisdom that aren't wise. Is that true? I hear things all the time. And things are presented to me as this is truth, this is wisdom. And I'm sitting there just going, I don't know about that. That doesn't feel right to me. According to whom? So we are not asking for our own wisdom or our own understanding, but we are searching for it for the next two weeks, trying to get our heart to desire after is God's wisdom for our life. This is what we're desiring after. Not just wisdom, not just equations and numbers and knowledge, we are talking about wisdom that only comes from heaven. That we would have godly wisdom. Now let me talk about wisdom for a little bit. When it comes to wisdom, what wisdom really is, is it's taking this big picture of life and directing it to a certain area. I used to coach football, I was the kicking coach, and <laughs> There's always a couple, you know, it's not true. I was not a kicker, you know, you're like, wow, big kicker. Um, I was not the kicking coach, I was the line coach. And we would do this thing where we would watch film and we'd break down film from the game before. Now the whole game is in this film. The running backs, the receivers, the quarterback, the linemen, everybody on the offensive side of the ball is in this film. But as the line coach, I only focused on the linemen. I was watching them, I wasn't watching the play. It didn't matter if there was a touchdown being thrown, I wasn't watching the receiver, I was watching the footwork of the lineman. Because that was the area I needed to bring wisdom to, to the athletes. It come, it's the same in our life. We, we often, we look at this big picture of life and we're trying to grow in wisdom, and we're trying to understand things, but we're looking at this big picture, and we're really called to break it into smaller segments and to focus in and say, God, what is, where's the wisdom in this area? I'm gonna focus on this area. And so we're gonna answer the question, why? Why do we need wisdom and godly wisdom? 
There's, a, there's so many reasons for this to be true. And we're gonna break down a piece of scripture that I think calls for a season of us being wise and searching after wisdom. This is honestly a series I could probably do for an entire year on wisdom, and we'd still be growing in it. But this passage here in Romans 16 paints the picture why I think wisdom and godly wisdom is so important. Romans 16, 17, and 18. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles, contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them, for such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. We're gonna break this passage down line by line. We're gonna start with that first little bit. I appeal to you. This is an important part of the passage. Because when you read scripture, you'll see whenever it starts with the words, I appeal to you, there, there's an urgency to the understanding of what's being said. This is an urgency of saying, I'm appealing that you would listen to what I'm about to say. I, I'm asking you to really think through and hear me what I'm about to say. I appeal that you would listen. This is important, is what it's saying. You really gotta get this. And then it goes on to list why this appeal is so important. It says to watch out for, the next line. I appeal for you to watch out for. Another way of putting this is I appeal that you would use wisdom when encountering this. I appeal that you would be able to see and encounter and use wisdom to watch out for these things. So we're gonna talk about four things that we should be watching out for, that we should hear from this appeal we should hear that we have to be on look for these things, and the only way for us to be on guard for these things is if we continue to grow in wisdom from God. Sound good? Four things. First thing is this. We are called to watch out for or use wisdom to identify divisive spirits. To identify division. Spirits of division. It says this, I appeal to you brothers to watch out for those who cause division. Last week we talked about this idea of unity. And we talked about unity in some very specific areas, unity in ourselves, unity in our relationships, and unity in the church. We need to grow in wisdom. Biblical, God-honoring wisdom, we are called to grow in this so we can identify when divisions are being started. Remember, I just wanna make sure you know this, because, or maybe you missed last week, uh, the enemy is trying to divide. He's trying to divide your relationships. He's trying to divide your work relationships, your, your relationships with you and your kids. He's trying to divide the church. He's trying to pin us against each other. But the more that we grow in wisdom, the easier it will be for us to identify that and acknowledge it. This is why we're called to grow, so we can identify these divisive spirits. The second thing we're called to do, to identify, to use wisdom in this passage, is to avoid obstacles. It says this, and it says, and create obstacles. These ones who divide cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Obstacles. What are obstacles for us? Obstacles for us can be many things. Obstacles can be a sin issue in our life. It, it can be a relationship that we're in. Whatever, we are, we are called to grow in godly wisdom so we can see areas in our life that are gonna make us stumble. They're gonna make us fall. We must be aware of this sin. We must have knowledge of it. 
We must understand the, the things, these guidelines that are these guidelines that are put in our life, not to stop us from living, but to help us have a better life. If we don't know them and we aren't wise in them, we won't even know sometimes that we're stumbling over them. We have to. That's why it says this in Romans 7. Well, then am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? No, of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covet. What this is painting the picture here in Romans is, is that the law and these things that if we cross over cause us to stumble or fall, the more that we grow in wisdom in these things, the easier it will be to see these obstacles, see when they're presented to us. But we have to understand it. We have to have wisdom in this area. Let me put it this way, it's a good visual for this. Because sometimes we can, there's a lot of times we don't even know what we're doing is wrong. Anybody relate to that? As a new believer, I struggled with that. There's a lot of things in my life that I even know were wrong or even obstacles for me. But then once I encountered it, found out it was wrong. It, it, let me put it this way. I, I, when I was younger, I especially when I was younger, I used to go up to the top of the mountain, and as Dan would put it, go to the meat store up at the top of the mountain, and I hunted, okay? I hunted, all right? Just, I'd go hunting. That joke did not hit. Um, I would go hunting, and I would get up there before the, the sun rose, and I kind of had my trail that I would do, and I'd watch the sunrise, and it was beautiful, and I would stay in mostly one spot for most of the day and scan the valley, and man, I have seen so much beauty in God's creation in this time, but there was something interesting I used to do, especially when I was younger. When it would start to get dark, I would like to wait and stay out as long as I could, because you, you don't want to be the guy who goes home too early. You know what I'm saying? So I would wait until the dusk, almost dark. But then I still had to get down the hill. So I would get down the hill very quickly. And one way I would do it is I would jump from rock formation to rock formation. Jumping down the hill. Until one day I jumped on a boulder. That boulder did not stay in place. And I went tumbling down the hill, fastest I ever got down the hill. I went tumbling, you know, everything's falling off of me, and I got to the bottom, and you know what I said? I am never doing that again. I'm done jumping from rock to rock. I'm just gonna walk down the hill like a normal person. When we grow in wisdom and knowledge of the law and the word of God, when we grow in this, we start to see these rocks for what they are, these obstacles in our life, and we'll stop jumping on them. We'll, we'll stop leaping on them and wondering what's gonna happen, we will know. You guys still with me? The third thing that we need to be on watch for or use wisdom in is to help us not be lied to. To help us not be lied to. It says, but to feed their own appetites, and then in that line of scripture it says, by smooth talk and flattery. Smooth talk and flattery. Anybody ever been lied to? Not very few of us. You know, uh, anybody ever been deceived? More of us have been deceived than lied to. The same thing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not, it's not enjoyable. Being deceived and lied to is not an enjoyable experience. We are called to grow in wisdom so we can start to identify those things that are being said to us, even with smooth talk and flattery, and we can see the truth. We can see 
that we're being lied to. Because the truth is, is there's people who have voices and influence who are saying things that aren't true. We are called to grow in wisdom so we can identify these things. Even deeper, there's people who are saying things, maybe even in the name of God, that aren't from God. I find this, if you read your Bible, you know this as well, in Matthew 7, it says this. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? That line right there, you can identify them. If you have your Bible, circle it, highlight it, put arrows from the outside in. You can identify, and this is calling us to a Christ follower, one who is a believer of Christ. It is saying you are to grow in wisdom. So when you encounter a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing, you are able to identify them. You're able to identify them. You're able to see through the smooth talk and the flattery, through the disguise. We need to be able to identify false prophets, false teachers. And again, I mean, I'll say this. We need to not just believe everything we hear. We need to not just, oh, that person said it, and they're on TV. How could they be wrong? We, we, that person's on a stage. I'm gonna listen and just follow blindly. We are called to grow in wisdom so we can use discernment and wisdom to identify these things. Just because it's said from a platform doesn't make it true. I mean, watch this. The Raiders are gonna win the Super Bowl next year. Does it make it true? It, we, we are called to grow in wisdom and grow in our knowledge so when we hear things, we just don't blindly follow them. We're, we're called to grow in this. And the truth is, I'm, I, I'm, with all the grace in the world, I wonder sometimes, are we just replacing our own diving into the word, our own growing in knowledge with a sermon on Sunday? This was designed to not be the only time you get into the word was when I was talking about it or Dan was talking about it. This is designed to be an enhancer, a motivator, a challenge for you to go deeper yourself. You are called to grow in wisdom in this. You're not just designed to just listen and not challenge and grow yourself. But it only happens through time in his presence, the reading of his word, if you want to grow in wisdom and you're hearing these things and you're like, man, I need to grow in wisdom, it is not gonna happen from a sermon series. It'll help. It'll motivate. It'll challenge. But if you really wanna grow in these areas, you have to dive in yourself. You guys still with me? And the fourth thing that we need to be aware of or have wisdom in is to make sure we are not naive to make sure we're not naive, that we're not easily taken advantage of. It says that in the end of the passage. They do this smooth talk and this flattery and they target the naive, the ones who don't know better. We are called to grow in wisdom so we will not be naive to the things of this fallen and broken world. The things that we see, it's the truth. We live in a broken world, amen? 
We live in a world that we are lied to constantly. We are called to grow in wisdom and in truth, God wisdom, so we will not be naive like infants. We will not be naive like infants. Scripture talks about this. When it talks on the faith journey of a Christ follower, it says you are not ready for the meat because you're still an infant who needs milk. We are designed to grow and move forward and not stay naive Christians. We're called to grow in wisdom. We are called to become meat eaters of the word. Not just drinking milk and staying children. The next part I'm gonna say here, I know that there's a whole different demographic of people in here. There's some people, maybe this is your first morning here. Maybe you're just starting this faith journey out. Maybe you just accepted Christ and you've only been here for a couple weeks. You know, for this next part, I want you to hear me and see where you're gonna be called to go. But I wanna take a moment and just speak to the ones in the room who have been attending for a long time. The Christians who have been for a long time. We are called to grow in our faith. It is time for us as believers to challenge ourselves, to move forward and grow in wisdom, to grow closer to Christ. It is time to stop just coming to church and checking the box and hiding and hoping no one says anything to me and I can get out and beat the traffic. It is time to start pursuing Christ at a deeper level. It is time to start having an authentic prayer life where you are communicating with God, not on a weekly or monthly basis, but on a continual basis. It's time that we dive into the word of God for ourselves and we open it. It's not just a coaster on our table. It is time that for maybe the first time that we jump into a group and practice authentic community. It's time that we start to serve the church and the community. It's time that we stop lying to ourselves and just going through the motions of church, it's time for us to take a step forward. It's time for us to move. Now I know, I know, I know, stings a little. I know some of you are like, Shane, the name on the side of this building says Grace. Where's the grace in that? I love you too much. I love you too much to not challenge you to grow in your faith. I love you too much to let you stay where you are and keep going through the motions. The most gracious thing I can do to you is to challenge you to get real with yourself and real with God and to start taking steps forward. That's what I can do for you. And wisdom is not just knowledge. Wisdom is not just knowledge. Wisdom is obedience. I've met a lot of people who know a lot about God, but aren't obedient to what it says, what his word says. You know, we can learn and grow and know a lot, but until we start to practice obedience, obedience is the key to wisdom. Let me put this into perspective. I have kids, and my kids are very smart, sometimes too smart. Anybody relate? You know, and there's a clear difference when you're raising kids in knowledge and obedience. I just had an interesting, really fun interaction with my kid I love so much um, just this past week. And, you know, we've started this new discipline plan. And what we do is, is, you know, 
they, once they know something's wrong and they still do that thing, we started to take away stuffies. Stuffies are stuffed animals, okay, for you that don't have kids. We would take away their stuffies, their stuffed animals, and we'd have this real dramatic moment. Go grab your stuffy, bring it out to me, and throw it in the trash. We donate it, okay? <laughs> they just think it's gone forever. But if we just know the consequences, or we just know the truth, but we aren't obedient, we'll start to do things like my lovely child. Go get a stuffy, okay. Comes out and says, you can have two because I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> you can have two, because I'm gonna do it again. And you are judging my kid right now, but how many of you are the same with God? God, hey, you can have two, because I'm gonna keep doing it. I know it's wrong, but I'm gonna repent twice. God, I know it's not wise for me to do this, but I'm gonna keep doing it. Obedience is the key to wisdom. Doesn't matter how smart we are. Doesn't matter how many degrees you have. Doesn't matter how many passages you have memorized. If you just know them in here, but they are not tattooed here, it's not, it's not what we're called to do. We're called to be obedient to the word of God and his truth, amen? So it's time for us to move forward, like I said. It's time for us to maybe for the first time in our life have a real conversation with ourselves. And say, you know what? I've been a Christian for a long time. And I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love my church. But I have not grown in wisdom. I have not grown in the essentials of my faith. I have not asked him to guide me in areas. And now is the time for me to start. Now is the time for me to start. Right now it's time. Here's a couple things we can do as we start this journey in growing in wisdom. The first thing we need to start immediately is we need to start praying for wisdom. We need to pray for wisdom. James 1.5 says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. When's the last time you went to God and said, God, I can't do this. I am lacking in this area of my life. I need your wisdom and your truth. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your workplace. But God, I, I need your wisdom here. I don't know what I'm doing. It takes the dropping of pride, it takes a humble heart to go before God and admit that you know what, God, I need you. I need you here. And the second thing we need to start doing is we need to start seeking after wisdom. Seeking after it. Not just hoping that it falls to us or we land in it or maybe we hear something at the right time. We are gonna find wisdom when we seek after it. This passage in Proverbs 2 paints a beautiful picture. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Do we cry out for wisdom? Is that what we're doing? 
in this world where we know we need it more than ever, are we waking up and crying out to God, God, give me your holy, godly wisdom today? Are we seeking after it and concentrating like it says for us to do? My hope is that we will begin to cry out for wisdom. Because if we're going to continue to serve Jesus and continue to make an impact for his kingdom, it's only gonna go and grow when we grow in wisdom. Amen? Let's pray together. Father God, we love you and we praise you. Pray that you would just speak to us, that you would give us wisdom in the areas of our life that we need it. In the areas of our life where we've maybe been trying to do on our own and we're crying out for your wisdom. Give us that heart to cry, to cry out, acknowledge the areas where we need it and cry out to you for it. Father, we love you and praise you in your holy name. Amen. And we're gonna end service a little different today. Actually, can everybody stand to their feet with me? Here's what we're about to do. We're gonna sing a song together. We're gonna sing the chorus a couple times. And we're gonna sing it as a prayer. Acknowledging that we need God. We need God in the areas of our life. We need his wisdom, we need his truth. So as we sing this song, let it be a cry of our life that we are acknowledging to God, I need you, amen? Let's sing together. I need you, Lord, I need you. Every hour I need you. Yes, God. My one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need you. We're going to sing it again, but this time we're going to sing it specifically over our families. That we are inviting God, we need God, we need you in our families. Let's sing it. I need you, oh I need you. Every hour I need you Over our marriages my wife, Our kids my Brothers and sisters Oh God, how I need you Now we're going to sing it over our workplace And our Mondays through Fridays When we go out into the world Let this be our cry I need you Oh, I yes, God. Come on. Every hour I need yes, God. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. One last time. And we're going to make this the declaration of our life that we would live this way, that we would live our life in such a way that we acknowledge our need for God. Let's sing this together, come on. I need you, oh, come on, sing it out. I need Raise your voice. Every hour I need yes, God. you, my one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need you.
Father God, that's our prayer. That we would live a life where every day we wake up, we cry out for you. We cry out for a need for your wisdom in our life. Let that be our cry this week, God. Your holy name, amen.